0: For welcome, and whatever that word is, that's what you all are to episode one hundred and fifty of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Mel. My co-host name is Scotty. How are you doing this week, Scotty?
1: Arigato, Mel. Now I don't think that um, I don't think that is welcome. That's not. Welcome, I don't even think that's hello. Yeah, that's,
0: it's hello.
1: Is it hello? I think it actually might even be thank you.
0: Um, wise, well, Hello. There you go. <laughs> but it's definitely not welcome. I think bien bienvenue is that welcome in Spanish.
1: That's French. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't think it is. Bonjour is French, but it's not welcome.
1: Geez, you're off to a good start. Was, well, I was staying on theme. Like, do you have you heard we're launching Parkrun in Japan?
0: Well, yes, we did. Mention it in the podcast a couple of weeks ago.
1: Now, by the time this episode's out, everyone will know when it's launching and where it's launching. Are you sure? Yep, but I'm not going to say in case <laughs> yeah. something happens in the next, um, you know, That's day or probably so. Probably wise. So let's talk about it on episode 151 because there is some significance to the parkrun adventurers and the Japan. Launch. Is
0: there?
1: Yeah, you'll find out okay. next week.
0: Looking forward to finding that out. Um, yeah, cool. New country coming on board. That's but big this
1: big week thing. we're all about celebrating. But this week we're all about celebrating 150 episodes, which is really only 149. <laughs> but we've given it the label of 150, so it's it party time. It is
0: party time, and we are going to get out the scissors and the sewing machine, cut our 100 shirts and 50 shirts in half so we look like some sort of version of the court jesters with half black and half red. So we have a nice 150.
1: Hey, you mentioned mentioned 150 shirt there. I want to take this off on a tangent that's somewhat related. Um, This is one of the good things about parkrun, right? Everyone is treated equal. So as you all know, well, maybe you don't know, But a couple of weeks ago, I ran my 250th park run. And when you reach such an illustrious milestone such as that, um, you get a T-shirt. So I went through the process of waiting for my email and then going through the ordering.
0: Waiting for your email? Do people even get emails anymore?
1: Yeah, you get an email saying, congratulations, you've achieved your milestone, you can now order your shirt. And this is what I'm saying, Mel, despite despite um, working for the organization, no privilege, I've got to wait. And I, I went through the process, put my order in, and it's in pre-order. So I've got to wait a couple of months for my shirt. But you know what I also did? Tell me. I don't fit into my old shirts anymore. So I was tempted to order the large, thinking... That way, at least I'll, I'll fit into it and I'll be happy to wear it. But then I thought, well, I've got a couple of months to wait for it. <laughs> Maybe that could be my motivation to actually get moving for the next couple of months so that when my shirt does arrive, I'll actually fit into it.
0: So it's like you're, you're the bride who has bought a couple of sizes smaller than she actually fits into in the hope that she will lose weight before the wedding.
1: Yep. I'm that bride. Okay. <laughs> So fingers crossed, I've got about, according to Park Run Global, I've got about two months to wait. No. God, it's longer. I've got to wait three months. Okay. Before it arrives, which is fine. I might actually do something. Well, it's a
0: good way as we like enter into autumn and winter to, to keep you motivated, I guess. Yep.
1: And I started on the right track on Saturday.
0: Okay, where were you where were you park running?
1: We um we went down to Frog Hollow Park Run. I visited Frog Hollow for event number 1, their launch 5 years ago and returned for their 251st event on Saturday. And the reason we were there is because as a coach now, I'm not sure if you're aware, but I'm an accredited coach. I've been coaching up my Westerfoldian buddies. We did a 6-week program on the track, on the proper athletics track, to try okay. and improve, improve our running, and we all headed down to Frog Hollow, which is the known one of the known courses in Melbourne. If you want to go and get a PB, because it's dead flat, it's got a good reputation for for running quick times. So on mass, the Westerfoldians hit up Frog Hollow in search of our park run PBs, and I'm and I'm glad to say that a few of the Westerfoldians got. An actual PB, a lot of them ran their fastest time in a number of years, including my beautiful wife. And um, I, yeah, it was a successful, happy day. And I ran with Kasha, And it is a fast course because Kasha and I, we ran really well for 2K. (laughs) With the introduction of Junior Park Run, that's kind of it for Kasha. It's like, no, 2K's enough. Let's just walk the rest of the time. That was fine by
0: me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm impressed that some people that you coach actually have improved. You, you're uh, taking full credit for this, I'm assuming.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Yep. 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 Some may think it was a team effort. I didn't take every training session, but I'm taking most <laughs> of the credit. And they did all the work and they achieved all the results. But yeah. Team effort. Team effort. But I'm very happy. I'm very happy for them, for everybody. It was a good morning. Awesome. How was your parkrun morning?
0: Um, My parkrun morning was fairly quiet. It was a bit overcast. Nothing super exciting to report home about. I volunteered again at my home event. So everybody's been there, heard that. We don't really need to go into it. Um, Adam didn't steal any tokens this week. So I'm taking that as a win.
1: Now, a little story popped up on my social feed a couple of weeks ago. And it was a little story coming out of Malaysia where one keen globe trotting park runner had visited a few different park runs in a few different countries. And we thought we need to speak to this gentleman. So, welcome to the Park Run Adventurers, Mr. Greg Lloyd. Hello. It's nice to be here. It's great to have you. It was a very formal intro, Greg. We might
2: just go with, what are you, Greg? Are you Lloydie? Have you got a nickname? Uh, there's a funny story about that. My name is Gregory Lloyd, but um, I prefer to go by Greg. Uh, but I, a couple of years ago, got some Parkrun shirts done with my surname on it. And so about half of my home Parkrun call me Lloyd, uh, I think as a joke now.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay, well, let's go with that. You're Lloyd to us. But <laughs> Lloyd, you, um, you went to Parkrun eight weeks in a row, but the unique thing about it is they were in eight different countries. That's right. Remarkable feat. How did you orchestrate it? Uh,
2: Well, I guess uh, first I had to go on holiday. Uh, So I went on quite an extensive six-week holiday to Canada and the USA and to Europe. Uh, And I just made sure that I was in a parkrun city every Saturday. And it wasn't too hard. Uh, Each of those countries um, has a parkrun nearby. I made sure, of course, to be in a city that had multiple parkruns in case there was a cancellation Uh, and then I guess it just sort of all happened. Uh, It all worked out quite well uh, to get to each of those uh, countries in that holiday. Now, then I got back to Australia, and I saw on my Facebook feed uh, somebody uh, by the name of Tony Jennings from Sydney had just taken sort of a record, as it were, of seven countries in a row, and I thought, well, I'm not going to be outdone. So I booked a holiday to Auckland, And I booked a holiday to uh, Malaysia uh, over the subsequent weekends. And so that brought me to eight countries in total.
0: Eight's a pretty impressive number. Did you specifically not extend, (laughs) I mean, obviously time and money are always a factor in these things. But did you not just want to like smash the record and go for 10 or 12 and just make it really difficult for other people?
2: Uh, Life gets in the way. I had to go back to work at one point. um, So uh, that would be trying the friendship to take even more leave. So I had considered heading to Singapore for the weekend, but after Malaysia, it was pretty tiring to sort of leave uh, work on a Thursday afternoon and be in a Southeast Asian country uh, for the Saturday morning. So I decided that maybe I'll just leave that one for my next holiday.
1: Can you recap the eight weeks for us, Greg? Like what countries did you go to and
2: and which park runs did you visit? Yeah, sure. Um, So uh, the first was in Canada and that was a really nice park run in a sort of a forest area called Duffins Trail uh, outside of Toronto. Uh, It was extremely cold, uh, minus 11 degrees uh, and just snow and ice everywhere. Uh, But I came first. I was very excited. Uh, I think that'll never happen again. Uh, then I went to uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, one of the park runs, the one that I wanted to go at, Roosevelt Island, was actually cancelled. And so because of the government shutdown, so I went to Anacostia, which was nice. It was a wonderful park run um, that was along the river, uh, very nice, and really nice people as well. So that was great. Uh, then we went uh, on to Sicily uh, in Italy uh, in a town called Palermo. Uh, the park run there is called Foro Italico, uh, and that was on the sort of seaside very nice along uh, a big long stretch of the ocean. Uh, again, great people. I guess this is the common theme about park runs. Everybody is just so so generous and kind. Then, after that, uh, Copenhagen at Amager Strand Park, which uh, was sort of on the ocean again. Uh, it was a bit of a blustery day, but um, they were very hospitable there. Uh, then, down to Nidder Parkrun in Frankfurt. And so, um, uh, the Germans, uh, they don't have such a great reputation for being friendly, but these guys were, were extremely friendly. They were, they were wonderful people. Uh, then it was back home uh, to my home park run of Gininderra. Uh, Gininderra, I've run it, I think, about 190 times now. So I really, really like it and was probably my favorite of the eight. Uh, but uh, I won't tell everybody that except on a podcast. And then it was across to Western Spring in uh, Auckland. That was really. Quite an interesting park run. It was next to the zoo. There were lots of ducks. There's a whole corner of the park run that you run past twice that is just uh, completely saturated by duck poo because there are about a billion ducks in the area. Uh, And then on to uh, the Malaysian park run at, I'll probably butcher this name, but uh, I think it's Taman Udu Pudu or something like that. And that was extremely hot, but in a in quite a nice park that's being built up in the middle of the city. Uh, so that's the the eight in a row. Um, and I don't want to pick any favourites other than my home park run.
0: <laughs> oh, you're sabotaging my questions. <laughs> well, okay, you don't need to pick favourites. However, I am going to pick out um, Sicily. How did you find that one? Because it's one that my hubby has recently. Uh, highlighted. He he loves to window shop. I don't like looking at things that I can't have anytime soon but he loves to go and, and check out all the things that we could do or could see and, and that sort of thing. Um, were you in Italy for very long and specifically Sicily and what else did you do while you were there apart from Parkrun?
2: Yeah so I was in Sicily for I think five days. Uh, overall you know it was a lot of um, museums and uh, the, the dreaded um, cathedral that everybody has to go to in Italy and and Europe more generally. There's a there's always a cathedral to visit, and so a lot of that was about the antiquities of the area. Uh, Sicily is quite interesting for all of that, um, and the old town of Sicily is the, uh, of Palermo particularly is quite nice. Uh, so, uh, as a holiday destination, absolutely go there. Uh, it was great. Uh, we also spent some time in Milan, which also has a park run, but we didn't get to because we were there midweek. Uh, and Milan is also an excellent holiday destination. Uh, I think the whole of Italy probably is a great destination.
1: I want to take you back to your Canadian park run. Now, I don't want to um, destroy the the glamour of coming first, but um, how many people ran? At, was it Diffin's, Duffin's Trail that Duffins day? Duffin's Trail. Duffin's Trail? yeah.
2: So it was, a, um, it was a snow day in Toronto, and a lot of the other park runs in Toronto had been cancelled as a result of what was expected to be really bad weather. Uh, and Duffins Trail went ahead, uh, and we got, I think, 10 people. So um, there was some competition. I think it wasn't that I blitzed the entire field, um, but uh, it was a fairly small field.
1: So the experience, very foreign to us in Australia, to be running in those sort of conditions, like, is it super cold? Is it slippery? How does it work running in the
2: snow? And Interestingly, if there is a, a good be- a bed layer of snow, it's actually quite easy to run on. Uh, it probably has the consistency of gravel uh, when you're running on it. So I did quite a bit of running on my holiday uh, in other parts that weren't park runs. Uh, and
0: Easier than duck poo? Uh,
2: certainly, yes, I'd say so. Uh, <laughs> so the snow itself just sort of crunches underneath your feet and you're all very good if there's ice, it's uh, quite sort of treacherous in that sense. And sometimes ice is hidden by the snow. So you have to be a little bit careful. But I went hell for leather on, on Duffin's Trail because I knew there was nobody in front of me.
0: Were you knackered when you got home? Because that's that is a big effort. And to do two more weekend trips as well afterwards that um, I'm tired just thinking about it to be honest like I love a good adventure but that's that's huge
2: I personally wasn't tired just from the holiday um, and certainly not from the running I am a streak runner uh, and that doesn't mean that I run without clothes that means I run every day so regardless of park run or not uh, I cover at least five kilometers a day so overall the holiday didn't really tire me out Getting to Auckland and back in, in essentially 24 hours and getting to Malaysia and back in about 48 hours was fairly tiring. Um, it was very difficult to sleep in the aircraft. And so um, that uh, sort of made me think that perhaps that was enough. Okay, Lloydie, tell us about
1: this streak because it's an impressive streak. We've, we've spoken to a few streakers in the past, um, but yours is stretched out for more than one year, more than two years. How long have you been going?
2: Uh, I've been going since mid 2014, uh, so it's it's coming up on my fifth sort of birthday for that um, in a couple of months. Which equates to how many days streaking? Uh, my car, I'd have to check my uh, my log, but I think it's at 1,748 days for me now. God, and and why did you start? Do you remember the reason why? I I don't recall to be honest. Um, I think I just. Wanted to challenge myself uh, to begin, uh, sort of seeing if I could run every day uh, and, you know, avoid any of the the pains and aches of the day off. Uh, and I just kept going. Uh, so a bit like Forrest Gump,
0: kind of on the theme of being a streaker, but not exactly. One of the challenges, in, one of the running challenges that exist for for parkrun adventurers, such as yourself, Lloydie, they um. It's called Groundhog Day, and it's not easy to accomplish. You you can get a Groundhog Day by doing um, two events in a, in a row, two weeks in a row, and achieving the same finish time. You've done this three times, which I'm pretty sure is the record. There's like X amount of people who've done three Groundhog Days, and I don't believe there's anyone who's done four. Was that... Was that intentional? Did you even know you had three Groundhog Days? You're just a really consistent runner? Talk me through it.
2: Right. Well, to be honest, I've never heard of this until now. Uh, so um, <laughs> it's probably just a matter of being a consistent runner um, and getting uh, basically exactly the same time each week. Um, I, haven't, I haven't even sort of considered that. I know there, there are lots of challenges out there, uh, like the second challenge and the alphabet challenge, but uh, I don't really head in for those very much but I'll be looking at parkrun groundhog days just to sort of see which ones they were and how I got them.
0: Yeah well you did you so you did the first two um at the beginning of 2016 uh in January 2016 then you did the second two ground well it's the second groundhog day I guess the two runs in a row at the um end of 2016 and then you did another one in the middle of 2018 so um, oh, there you go yeah there you go I'm, I was just impressed because I, I would never even be able to do one I'm pretty sure two in a row so um, yeah to have three I mean there's another record for you to go for because nobody else has got four so if you play your cards right at Gindy, you can just uh, run the same time two weeks in a row. But obviously, it's tricky because you have no control over the the person who is volunteering as the timekeeper and whether or not their response to you crossing the finish line is going to be exactly the same. So
2: I guess I could aim for the patch and hope that they click at exactly the right time.
0: You could you could some people might call that manipulation which is what I, I try to do with the um, stopwatch bingo <laughs> but I think it's legitimate and fair, fair play.
1: Hey before we let you go Lloydie, tell us we haven't had anybody on from Dara, but it's one of the uh, very first events started up in this country. Uh, tell us a bit about your home park run.
2: Yeah, so um, I I didn't realise that it had been set up, uh, as I sort of explained earlier, when it had sort of started, and I sort of wish I'd got in sort of that half a year earlier than, uh, than I did. But essentially it's a park run that's at a local park, and we have an artificial lake, uh, like all of the lakes in Canberra, uh, called Lake Ginandera, and we meet at the John Knight Memorial Park uh, down here in Belconnen. Uh and the course takes us along a bike path uh, that goes around the edge of the lake uh, and then over into uh, sort of a reserve peninsula uh, next to the lake which has sort of great gum trees and and other sort of um, forest area. And so I really like uh, getting out there on a Saturday morning and uh, running with everybody around the lake. Uh, It's it's the same lake that I run most mornings um, except I get to do it at 8 a.m. when the sun is shining. Uh, it's a really great group of people, and we're really hitting high numbers at the moment here in Canberra. So we're seeing sort of 300 plus parkrunners, um, but it still feels like a really nice little community.
0: What's next, Lloydie? You've you've got the record in the world for most consecutive events in different countries. Where do you go from here? What's the next big adventure?
2: Well, I think uh, definitely I'm not going to stop going to other parkrun countries, Uh, so I am very eager to get to South Africa and Namibia and Iswatini to to check out their parkruns. If I can build that into a nine-week streak or into maybe a ten-week streak, then perhaps I should do that. Uh, But I think I might just play it cool for a bit and uh, just try some Australian tourism for the rest of this year. Um,
1: We need to find out from... Ian Hay, our stats man, whether anyone has visited every parkrun country in the world. So I think that's a that's a goal you might be able to aim for, Uh, Lloydy. But uh, well done on the recent streak. Thanks for joining us on the Parkrun Adventures this week. It's been a great treat.
2: Thank you. My pleasure.
3: Good morning, Park Run Adventurers. It's Melissa here. I'm coming to you from Rosebud. Now, I'm sitting here in my car because I don't want to look like a, like a dill wandering around talking to myself. But before I start, I just want to congratulate our very own Park Run Adventurer, Channel 5 News crew, Tony O'Connell, a.k.a. TOC, who this morning will be completing Run Down Under. Now, Tony's completing it down at sunny Inverloch, And I'm very sad I couldn't be there this morning. So all my thoughts are with you this morning, Tony. I've sent Paul and Zoe, so Team Alice is represented. I hope you have a big crowd and you have a really lovely time. You're always so supportive of everybody else in everything they do. So I hope you get a bit of love and, yeah, have a great time. But meanwhile, I put my hand up to volunteer down on the peninsula, so I'm at Rosebud Park Run. Rosebud's been featured on the podcast before, so I had to do a bit of research, uh, listen back to the recording, so I made sure I didn't repeat anything that had been said before. Um, Rosebud is about 75 kilometers south of Melbourne, and it's the biggest town down here on the Southern Peninsula. When I was growing up, Rosebud was uh, the popular summer holiday destination um, with m- it's got many caravan and camping grounds around, and the foreshore is actually quite well known uh, for its camping area uh, which still exists and it's one of the largest camping areas ar- around on the peninsula. also Rosebud has been known as being a popular sea change destination for retirees down in um in Victoria uh it's also um home to many young families now so it so suburbia is spreading and uh yeah it's no longer the tiny little seaside suburb and um yeah so I'm gonna go and see who I can have a chat to okay I'm here with Ian Crawford Ian Ian's lovely wife Nadine was on the podcast last week um sharing stories of your recent New, New Zealand adventure um What I want to know, I know that you guys travel around here. You've converted a little van for camping and that. We have. You couldn't take that to New Zealand. Well, I tried.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I tried, and I I found, uh, look, we only went for two weeks, so it wasn't really possible. But uh, if I could have got it there, I would have done. So we had a van very similar to that one, and we did the South Island of New Zealand. And yes, uh, people last week would have heard all about our adventure.
3: Yeah, I expected that you might have done that holiday camping thing and those... Little camper vans that you hire. Yes. Um, so, I know you from Berwick Springs. So oh, way gosh. back.
4: That is going back a little bit, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Yes. Right back at the start of the uh, Park Run adventure.
3: Yeah. So, but then you guys moved, That's and right. you ended up um, running at Hastings.
4: Yes. And the Dean and myself moved to Rosebud. But uh, well, it's, it'll be four years in July, in fact. So for the first. Nearly three years, we crisscrossed the peninsula uh, every Saturday morning. And uh, one occasionally one of us wouldn't want to get up, but the other one would egg them on and say, no, we're driving. So it's a half-hour drive over to Hastings from Rosebud. And we love Hastings. But, uh, yes, we clocked up a few kilometres, hence why Rosebud uh, came into being.
3: Yes, and um, I actually noticed your first tourist run was Kiwana. Kiwana up in
4: Queensland. Is it really?
3: Yes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks Mel, I never would have remembered.
3: Well, I just thought that was relevant, being that our um, podcast co-host is from Kiwana. Absolutely. So there's the connection, and she is also a Zoolander, and I believe you're a Zoolander. I am a
4: Zoolander, if I can just get my hands into the Z, I'll uh, give the special sign later. You'll
3: have to do it today for Tony, because he's an Inverloch, he's a Zoolander. He's a
4: Zoolander as well. And he's
3: completing Rundown Under this morning. Fantastic. Anyway, so anyway, you guys came here and you are co-EDs, founding EDs of Rosebud. Um, Just quickly describe your course.
4: So the course here is for people that don't like hills. It's (laughs) extremely flat, so it runs along the the bayside for its entirety. So we've got a little bit of a mixture here, mostly asphalt paths. There's a little bit of boardwalk. And a little bit of uh, just a little bit of dirt at either end as well. But it's a very friendly um, park run because you actually pass the start and finish line um, twice on your way through because there's, it's a it's a it's a, a two loop essentially yeah. of the same thing. So you're never on your own on this park run, which is a little bit nice for people that feel lonely. There's always someone around.
3: With the older demographic down at Rosebud, that fits in really nice with the. Um, with the government's push to get more older Australians active, do you have um, do you notice that you have an older demographic running? Oh, we've got
4: a large mixture here. We do have the Peninsula Masters who have made this their own, and that's a group of the southern part of the Peninsula here, and, and they get up to all sorts of athletic endeavours. They're here week in, week out, rain, hail, or shine. Those guys are always here. So yeah, they're they're older guys. Um, we do have a, a huge mixture from families from families upwards, though. It is, it's, a, it's a great mixture. But I guess the older guys, they really like the community. And uh, that's something we've tried to do down here at Rosebud, is build the community.
3: Now, here's the big question. Is there room on the peninsula for another park run? Ooh,
4: there's <laughs> always room for another park run, Mel. You know that.
3: I do. <laughs> no talk of one?
4: There's rumours. There are rumours. I've heard Frankston is quite likely. Frankston's of Northern Peninsula, yep. Mornington's talked about too. I've even heard Arthur's Seat whispered about, but no one's put one of these on the table yeah. yet. I believe Frankston is the most likely, but no one has actually. Then again, started. it took a
3: long time for it, Rosebud. Yeah. Lots of talking about Rosebud for a long time of before course, it got of going. Course. So yeah. yeah oh, well, we we'll just have to hope.
4: We're hoping that.
5: <laughs>
3: okay. Well, thanks very much for talking to me today, Ian. Thank you.
5: Hello Parkrun Adventurers, this is Mark from Canberra and today I'm back at my home parkrun in Gungarland after adventuring for my last 11 parkruns. For those playing along at home and listening to last week's podcast, today's is Gungarland's 287th event, which I believe is a Wilson Index Scott and Mel have not yet collected. Gungarland is a region located in the northern side of Canberra. Gungarland is an Aboriginal word meaning Little Rocky Hill. Gungahlin has seen dramatic growth over the last couple of years, from 2000, from the 2011 census the population grew from 46,971 to 70,871 in 2016, making it one of the fastest growing areas in Australia. As the population has grown in Gungalan, so has the Gungahlin Parkrun community. From when Gungahlin Parkrun started in late 2013, getting under 100 attendees each week, we regularly see around 300 attendees each week now. The last time I ran Gungalan was on New Year's Day, when a total of 599 people took part, breaking the previous record set on New Year's Day 2018, with 519 that year. Gungalan also holds a record in Canberra for the most number of participants at a park run in Canberra. On New Year's Day, people could run the double at Gungalan and then at Tuggeranong. Of the 599 people that participated at Gungahlin, 324 made the trek to Tuggeranong in South Canberra to achieve the double along with another 268 others, making it 592 running at Tuggeranong. That record of 599 is way above the average number of finishes per week of 185. Last year, even during the winter months, Gungahlin did not drop below 100 finishes. The lowest number of attendees was 55 at event number 11 in 2013. Of my 135 parkruns, I've run 105 of them here. This is way up on the average number of runs per runner of 8.1 at Gungarland. The person with the highest number of runs at Gungarland is Brendan Brady, with a total number of 207 runs. Brendan is also the original event director at Gungahlin. Park Parkrun is a nice flat loop course around Yerby Pond. Being such a flat course, it is also a quick course. The average run time at Gungahlin is 31 minutes and 12 seconds. The male male record holder is Olympic marathon runner Martin Dent with a time of 14 minutes 25, which is set at event number three back in November 2013. That is also Martin's fastest ever parkrun of all 90 that he has completed. He holds a course record at a number of other parkrun events. Martin completed the 2012 Olympic Games coming in 28th with a time of 2 hours 16 minutes and 29 seconds. The female record holder is Paige Campbell with a time of 16 minutes 08 which she set only last month on her first visit to Gungarland, breaking the previous record by 56 seconds. The top 24 fastest times are men and then is Paige in 25th place. It's not until you get to the 60th fastest time when you find the next female which is Marnie Ponton. Paige also holds a record, the course record at Orange and Dubbo. Paige will certainly be somebody to keep an eye out and could one day be representing Australia on the international scene. Here at Gungarland, the first park run day of each month is PB Day, where Pacers set out to encourage people to challenge themselves for a PB. This month on PB Day, Gungarland had the biggest crowd, excluding the last two New Year's Day runs, with 389 runners. On that day, 96 people achieved a PB, that is 25% of those who took part on the day. With a total distance run here at Gungarland of over 265,000 kilometres, that puts us 70% of the way to the moon. Next time you're in Canberra, join us at Gungal and Park Run to help us get closer to the moon. I guarantee you'll love it here at Gungal and Park Run. I'm here with, uh, with Rose and, and Rose is visiting us from um, International. Where, where are you from Rose?
6: I'm from Vancouver Island, British Columbia in Canada. and
5: Canada. What brings you to Australia?
6: Uh, well, uh, this is a country we've always wanted to see and we also have family here. So it's been nice to be able to see them here and, and um, enjoy their country.
5: Now, and I've been told that this is your your second park run, and, and second park run at Gungahlin.
6: Yes, and the first one was here as well, and uh, what a beautiful run it is.
5: It is a beautiful run. Now, you're, you're a visually impaired runner, I believe.
6: Yes, I am. I am a B2 uh, athlete, which is uh, the type of restriction of vision I have. I have about five degrees vision, which most people have about 175 peripheral, so I don't have any peripheral vision. And also, I'm... Uh, partially deaf as well.
5: And you've been able to um, to find some, some local people here at Gungalum to act as a guide for you the last two weeks.
6: Yes, it's been incredible. The support here is just amazing. Um, both guys, Victoria and Sophie, have been awesome. And uh, for Sophie, it was her first time, and it was as if she was pro.
5: Now, um, you're also part of a group that does reach out and support each other, who are other people who are visually impaired. So what's that group?
6: Yes. um, My husband, I met my husband in a running club, and uh, we both qualify for Boston. So um, I I wasn't going to run it because I was uh, afraid to do it with my vision loss, and my uh, partner had uh, volunteered to guide me, and uh, it was an amazing experience. And it was something that I was unfamiliar with, and uh, my husband is familiar with guiding, so he decided to start up a club or a Facebook page called Running Eyes. And, and the idea was to pair visually impaired um, runners to guys wherever we go. If we want to travel or some, somewhere, we can meet and run. It could be for our, an event or training, even triathlon training and stuff. Mm, so it's been mm. amazing.
5: Yeah, that is um, that's good that you know there's that support network out there, and you said it is in an international group as well, so it is. It's people
6: all, all continents.
5: Yeah, well, that's that's good. So everybody can get out there and experience running. And how awesome is that? You got to do Boston, like um, that's something that I you know, I don't think I'd ever get to do, but it would be a fantastic experience.
6: It is, an, I mean it's every runner's dream, really. Yeah. You know, and uh, funny enough, it was my worst run ever, my <laughs> slowest marathon. But you know what? That didn't matter because. The hard work was paid off just getting there.
5: Yeah, yeah, what an achievement. Well, thanks for coming to, to Gungal and enjoying um, Park Run with us here, and um, good luck with all your running. You're
6: most welcome, thank you for uh, having me here. Scotty,
0: I feel like I've been foiled. Well, I thought we were setting a hard task for Mark because it can't be easy. It can't be easy to join the Channel 5 News crew. Melissa had to go hunting. She had to take donuts and pineapple chocolate, you know, to lure a Mel and Scotty to the events that she was attending. And what has Mark done? He's just happily happened across a Wilson index. And see, this is the thing. I don't think we – I think – I think – I don't want to use the word cheat because it wasn't a cheat. He played by the rules. I actually really enjoyed listening to all all the information about Gungarland. So nailed that. Totally nailed that. But I think to make things fair, the Wilson index number needs to be under 100.
1: Right. So I think what you're saying is that we didn't really think it through properly. Oh,
0: I know we, because didn't we did Because
1: <laughs> if we did, it's pretty obvious what he could have done. And that's exactly what he did. But I, I give him credit because in last week's episode – Mark said he's actually taking a break. He said, that's it, I'm done, you won't hear from me a while. So he's gone out and submitted another roving report when he didn't have to and he caught up with the international park runner, and we learnt a lot about Gungarland. So I just want to go on record that I'm, I'm okay to admit him to the Channel 5 news crew. Okay. But now there I'm, is some internal debate here.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not okay with this. Okay. It's not supposed <laughs> it's just to
1: be on on the record. You're the bad guy now.
0: Well, Mark, here's the thing. You know, this is supposed to provide us with content and banter stuff for weeks and weeks to come. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's ah. Could you just? I mean, come on. Okay, so yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not okay with this. I'm. It's. I'm a pregnant woman. It's my prerogative to change my mind and change the rules. And I'm calling it, Scotty. You. You call yourself the boss of the podcast, but um, maybe I could be the boss of the Channel Five news crew. Yeah. And Mark, we, we're up in your game. The Wilson Index has to be under a hundred. And maybe, maybe we need to make him find a, Mel and a Scotty wherever he is too.
1: Hmm. But is that it? Because well, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to question it. I'm going to leave it up to you. And uh, look, I hope Mark's coming to the listener meetup in a couple of weeks.
0: I hope so too. It would be awesome to meet him in person.
1: I hey, am. Um, and and Melissa Ellis was down at Rosebud chatting to Ian, following on from our chat with Nadine from the previous week. You know, Nadine was great, but uh, Ian, what a voice!
0: He's got a voice for podcasts.
1: And Melissa Ellis also gave a shout-out to TOC, who completed Rundown Under. I don't know if you can get your head around that. It's... He, he ran a long way. Like, it's a long way. A few people have done this Rundown Under thing, and it's, it's remarkable. But TOC averaged 80 kilometres a week was one of the stats For more than four
0: years. That's crazy. <laughs> I would I
1: would like one week of 80 kilometres. Like why wow. yeah, I'm
0: I'm quite happy not to have 80 kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, kudos to you, Toc. That's just incredible. It really is. And I I don't know whether or not you're planning on running around another country now, because I do know you can run around Europe. Um if that's gonna be the thing, but I'm sure you're not gonna stop. So more power to you. Let's
1: tackle it's a bit of a quiet one on the calendar this week, Mel. So, no launches again, but we have two anniversaries. One of them's close to home for us, sort of. Remember remember PK? I mean, when he entered the Channel 5 News crew, he didn't have to jump through hoops or well, submit challenge. He was just lucky enough to be the the first member. But are we putting him on notice? Because we haven't heard from him for a while.
0: Well, see, that's the thing. He was quite prolific, um, when when he first started reporting in for us, and and did quite a bit of adventuring around and stuff. But yeah, PK, what's going on?
1: Well, here's his perfect opportunity because his home event, Mount Barker, is having their anniversary on Saturday. It'd be great to hear from it, hear some of the fun and festivities. So it maybe, maybe PK, if you want to remain in the Channel Five news crew.
0: You know what, Scotty, I don't know if he even listens anymore. Do you reckon? this? He might hear this in like six weeks' time and go, damn it!
1: <laughs> it would break my heart. It would break my heart if we lost PK. But also, St. Lucia is celebrating their first, I reckon it's their first. No. Yeah, I reckon.
0: Aren't we up to number two already in St. Lucia?
1: Let me Google it. While I Google it, let's go to the uh, f- uh, flash, no. Flashbacks is over, Mel.
0: There's no more living in the past, Scotty. No. What do we do now? I don't know. Well, I'm Googling Lucia because I'm sure it's got to be at least two years. Ah, I stand corrected. It will be event number 53. There you go.
1: Now, we were going to talk about iTunes reviews. We got a couple. And we're going to put it in the Facebook post this week. Remember, we had that controlled scientific experiment. So we're going to ask for more yes. iTunes reviews. We got a couple. Not happy. Not with one happy with one of them. Not happy at all. Well, no, I think it was a five star oh, comment. What? I read them, people. What were the they comments? Hurt. Well, if if you want to go and go on and read it on iTunes, I invite you all. Okay. Palms coming up now in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> Have you been practicing?
0: I would be lying if I said no. No, <laughs> no, right, do you wanna, definitely do you not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Here's your. I think it comes in now. Ready? Go. You know
0: what I'm. You, you know what I'm struggling I don't think with I've got is, that right. is, is is the baritone. I like dropping my voice. Um, yeah, it could be quite interesting (laughs) or embarrassing. Um, we might have to embargo people who, who want to record it. A little bit nervous. Have you been practicing Scotty?
1: No. Well, yes and no. It's, It's come on a few times and I've tried to sing along. Um, but, um. Yeah, I might have, uh, I might have dudded myself a bit because uh, Bradley Cooper is an actor who sings. So he's only got a couple of lines. Uh, Lady Gaga is a singer who acts. She does. So she kind of carries the song. And and unfortunately, I've, um, yeah, I've nominated myself to play her part.
0: I can't wait.
1: But we'll see how it goes. We'll
0: see how it goes. Only a few more weeks.
1: How long have we got? Three weeks. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Okay, I've got to go and practice. See you, Mel's. Chat to you next week.